You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Mission Lab, and this is episode 28. And as you can tell, it's just me. Camille is not here. I apologize that she's not with us today. But I am here with two of my favorite persons in the entire world, and it is my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. This is Greg and Shelly Higgins. This is Camille's older sister, we won't say how much older, but <laughs> but they're here with us for Thanksgiving in Maine. And uh, like I said, they're two of my favorite people in the world, and they have ag- agreed to be on the podcast with us. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks, Sean. It's an honor. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Sean. Glad to be back in my home state of Maine. <laughs> now that we've been in Tennessee for several years, it's good to be back. Even though it's a little chilly, it's still lovely to be home. <laughs> yeah, they're a little soft on the... Uh, on the coldness. We went for a run this morning and yes. you guys were bundled up. I was as well, in fairness, but yeah. Yeah, it was a little warmer than I may have expected. I was ready for like the bitterness of the main but you winter. Guys, you guys did well. Um, so why don't you guys just briefly, maybe starting with you, Greg, tell us what you do right now and then we'll go to Shelly. Yeah, I'm a graphic designer, so I have my own branding and design firm. And it's called? Be connected. And they can Branding find you design. how? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the easiest is BeConnectedBrand.com or right. on Facebook. I'm All sure right. you'll find me through Sean cool. or something. There you go. So we can end the show now because <laughs> Greg has pushed his company. No, that's cool. And then, Shelly, what are you doing now? Um, I currently am an eighth grade English teacher. That's my 17th year teaching middle schoolers 17 years yes has it been that long really it it has been wow (laughs) and every day is different wow so i have to be very careful with my grammar on this episode right well (laughs) i wouldn't say i'm that kind of english teacher (laughs) grammar is kind of like a thing of the past right isn't it yes i often admit to my students that i'm not the best speller and they're like you're an english teacher how do you not know how to spell i said well i know where to look it up (laughs) actually ironically greg you were taught by my aunt in high school right english yeah yeah yeah. and she was like she's one of the last grammar teachers in the whole country basically because people don't teach grammar anymore wow yeah but anyway incredible yeah so um you may be wondering why do i have shelly and greg on this podcast we have a a a designer and a teacher and to add more intrigue to this this episode um let me put it this way and i've shared this with them before greg and shelly remind me so much of jesus but they're not believers in Jesus at this point. Right. So, uh, but I want to have them on the podcast anyway, because as I said, of all the people I know, there's fewer people that remind me more about Jesus than Greg (laughs) or Shelly. I know they're kind of chuckling about that. I'm not just saying that, but they do, because they're just two of the nicest people you ever meet. And so I thought it'd be great to get their story as we are, are trying to hear people's stories and get our listeners to consider 
other people's stories and how to interact with people about their story. So you haven't always been um, non-believers, but you find yourself there now. What was has the journey been like? How did you go from being Seventh-day Adventist Christians to now being agnostic? Would that be a good yeah, way to describe fair. it? Yeah. Sure. So so go ahead. I don't know which one of you wants to start, but briefly share with I'll us start. your journey. Um, yeah, and I often describe myself, I guess a humanist would be probably a label if you want to label, whatever. I like to talk about what I do believe versus like what I don't believe. Mm. Um, so yeah, just a real quick brief summary. Um, obviously, I was raised in a very... Um, Christian home, you know, I'm sister of Camille, and I know you, she shared her story on the podcast before. Because you do listen to our podcast. I don't have you? not missed a podcast. <laughs> I listen to them all, yeah. so I can, I can proudly say that I haven't missed one yet. <laughs> cool. um, partly also to hear my nieces and nephews' voices <laughs> at the intro and exit, <laughs> and to hear your brother-in-law's right. Know, yes, of course. No, it yeah. is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's been. Um, but yes. So my quick. Um, little journey. I was raised in a very um, conservative Christian home, um, Seventh-day Adventist religion. Um, I went through schooling from first grade through university at Adventist University. Um, Every single job I ever had my entire life, other than like a six-month stint at Bugle Boy at a retail store. (laughs) It was Bugle Um, Boy that corrupted you, wasn't it? (laughs) Right, right, yes. Every single job I ever had was uh, within the Seventh-day Adventist denomination, I graduated from university, taught at a a Seventh-day Adventist school, um, middle school um, kids. So I was very, very much in a very protected um, bubble, if you will. Um, A very wonderful community that I grew up with in Brunswick, Maine. Um, Have very positive memories of the people and the support group that I received there. Um, I was a leader in church. From age three, I was singing in front of church and always up front, always you know, our family was one of the first to church, one of the last to leave. We never missed a Sabbath. Um, so very, very involved. Um, and that was always my philosophy growing up, kind of. And as I, as Greg and I got married later on after university, my philosophy of church was if I'm not involved, I'm not leading. If I can't wholly support what's going on, then I need to, yeah, I need, I, what's wrong? Like why? So I was never one to just sit back in a pew. I couldn't imagine just sitting in a pew and just sucking up the energy or taking from the church. I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to make a difference and wanted to make an impact. Um, so that's a little my background mm-hmm. at least with, mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Greg? And we can of course get into the, you know, second part of the story, but share with us. I mean, you were yeah. raised in a seventh day Adventist home as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, probably, what, second, third generation Adventist and maybe even uh, longer. So, yeah, but I'll, all I knew was being, growing up a uh, Seventh-day Adventist, um, mm-hmm. going to the same school, um, an Adventist school from kindergarten to 12th grade, mm. um, having, you know, all the same friends and, like, um, you know, and... Uh, a little bit different than Shelly. Like I had also had a lot of neighborhood friends and other friends that were outside of mm-hmm. the Adventist church. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like always, yeah, very loving family. Uh, my s- school, especially even high school, like loved it, you know, mm-hmm. the, just the private school experience um, where I had some other friends or that, you know, didn't like the the constraints as much, but like I, yeah, I had a great experience uh, growing up mm-hmm. as a Seventh Day Adventist. Yeah. So, at some point, it shifts though. You guys, 
because here yeah. you are on the other side of the fence, so to speak. I don't mm-hmm. want to like draw boundaries, but or, or fences or boxes. But now you find yourself not a Seventh Day Adventist, not Seventh Day Adventist, not believers in any particular God. Um, so take me through. That process. that, that process. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, um, I always wanted to be at the forefront of leadership, somehow involved making a difference in my church. And shortly after we moved from, we were in Los Angeles after we got married, and we moved to Tennessee. We're in Chattanooga, Tennessee now. And we got involved right away with the church. We actually even started a Friday night young adult program. Um, so got very involved. Uh, within three or four years of being there, we had some troubling situations at the church, um, some leadership and some things that were not with what we felt was a good positive direction for the church. Mm-hmm. And without going into a bunch of details on that, it essentially kind of was a line in the sand of, well, okay, so we're, we can't, we don't find ourselves aligned with what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So what do we believe? Mm-hmm. Um, so literally for the next year, we spent um, kind of a home church type style. We thought we were going to, a group of us were going to start a church, a church plant, or maybe something to that degree. And we studied the Bible, the fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, Ellen White's writings, one of the prophets um, of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and really dug in and thought, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to, are we going to find another Adventist church? Are we going to start a new one? Um, And at the end of all of that, after really digging in, because when you're raised in a culture, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of just, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I believe this because my parents said this, and mm-hmm. and I find, I found for me, and I don't know if I mentioned that I literally didn't have another non-adventist friend until I was in my 30s, mm-hmm. literally, did mm-hmm. I mean, no one. So when I, when you're kind of then at the point where you have to decide for yourself, like, do I believe this or do I don't? Um, after digging through a lot of that, the theology and and those kinds of things, I just found I couldn't. I couldn't stand up front and lead from 100% of believing everything that the church mm-hmm. was teaching. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. long story short, we ended up not planting a church, but ended up making a nonprofit organization um, that was a very open-minded, more perspective of just, you know, you can kind of believe what you want. Mm-hmm. Our core value is loving people, that they're good, they're whole, and they're valuable. Um, mm-hmm. And I found a lot of great um, inspiration, a lot of, and there I could use my leadership skills to help mm-hmm. other people in that way. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. that's kind of the the short yeah. version yeah. of of how we moved out of the church, what we did with that, and then I guess yeah. kind of where we are today. Yeah, yeah. Greg, obviously, you and Shelley are journeying together. You've told yeah. me before that kind of intellectual doctrines aren't a big deal to you; have never really been a big deal to you. You're a relational person. Everybody who knows Greg knows that he's a people person. <laughs> um, so yeah, the journey is is obviously aligned with what Shelly has been sharing, but what, what was your, what was your thinking along the process as well? Yes. Yeah. So for me, um, yeah, like you said, like, uh, my journey was going right along with Shelly. Like Mm -hmm. we were in it together, kind of, you know, figuring, figuring out what we wanted and like, you know, what was next. And, um, for me though, going back a little bit, um, growing up in the church, I wasn't as involved as Shelly. And in fact, I would say I just like kind of was sitting back participating Mm -hmm. um, and not as actively involved. Like that was kind of what I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until we were living in California after we were married and um, a couple years in, uh, a pastor at the church asked me to 
hey, um, we're doing this new program on Friday night. Like, I would love for you to be involved and like um, bring your creativity in. And like, mm-hmm. so I got involved and like I was all in. Like, it was, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a ton of fun and just like really bringing more um, substance and more, um, yeah, deeper relationships mm-hmm. and like just maybe more meaningful for people like um, Mm -hmm. what we were looking to create. And so then when we moved um, to Tennessee 10 years ago, um, we were looking for, okay, we need to find this same like way to be involved in our church. Right. Mm -hmm. So we we found a church, got involved and um, yeah, it's like once I know what it's like to, to be involved like that in a church and um, be all in, Mm -hmm. um, it's like, yeah, we couldn't go back, right? Yeah. You can't just like unplug and yeah, yeah. So for me it was like um and yeah, you're right. Like I've told you that I um as far as like doctrine and stuff, like I think it's important to like know what I believe and what I care about and like I yeah, I care more about the people than mm-hmm. like whether I'm right in mm-hmm. like my the doctrine I believe. Right. So, um, so then when it came time to actually look at, okay, what do I believe? Mm -hmm. Um, cause if, yeah, like Shelly was saying is, you know, do we start a new church? Do we, you know, what's next? Um, so really digging into the beliefs that I never really dug into. Like I was, (laughs) you know, I was told there's, beliefs and I'm like yeah okay that makes sense (laughs) when I when I actually uncovered that a little bit I did realize there was some things I didn't necessarily agree with I was told but I just kind of like like didn't speak it out like I just kind of compartmentalized it just put it on the shelf Mm -hmm. and I was just like okay with that Mm -hmm. so but then once I got involved and I was all in you know like I'm like all right um so when I looked at the beliefs of the church like there was a point where I was like, you know what? I just don't believe that. So then, Mm -hmm. then the next step was like, okay, so I'm not, I'm no longer a Seventh-day Adventist. So what do I believe? And then, Mm -hmm. and then like the journey's gone on from there. Yeah. So, so, and, and I forgive me if I'm misremembering, I have conversations with various people about these things. Uh, But it seems to me, Shelly, if I remember correctly, you saying at one point, that you felt like you were lied to maybe was that was that something you've shared with me like like for example well you i know you've mm-hmm. said this whole like creation or evolution thing never heard anything about evolution except for oh it's that silly little wrong teaching and you know how could i have been uh, sheltered from exposure mm-hmm. to that sort of thing and kind of coupled with that i think it would be safe to say, and you know, Camille and myself and your other siblings and spouses, initially we observed some bitterness and anger and you know, yeah. there was like, okay, woo, we gotta we yeah. gotta we gotta <laughs> back off a little bit here because Shelly especially and Greg to some extent, but again, Greg, right. you're kinda like, you know, I'd say you're, you're yeah, my, my roots may not have been as yeah. deep. Yeah. So but so t- talk to me about that, Shelly. Yeah, absolutely. Um luckily one of the part of the things I was learning during this process um, during our, when we were working with our nonprofit, but one of those things that we were learning was the grief process. Mm. And absolutely, 
um, anyone that has ever experienced something like this, whether you've you know lost your faith or whether you've gone through some some sort of major loss, which we all go through losses in our life, but it it really is a grief process to you know be raised in in this religion and raised in this culture really for 30 plus years of your whole life. And so those of you that are familiar with the grief process, of course, there's the denial. Well, the second stage is anger. Mm. And absolutely, I was angry. I was angry. Like I've, I've felt, I don't, I don't know if the word lied to, I'm sure I've spoke at some point. Um, I don't think it was an intentional lie. And I, Absolutely. I, I, you know, I don't think anyone was intentionally harming or keeping something from me, but a very simple example. Yeah. Creation evolution. I I was never taught evolution. And I think there's probably a fear behind that because if we're taught evolution, then, you know, maybe, you know, we're going to, we're going to believe in it, you know, Mm -hmm. or something. There's that fear base there. But I mean, I just, I was never exposed to anything, any other religion. I mean, so much to the fact that it was almost like when I would read in a textbook, you know, the, the, this was 6 million years old. Like my, I would almost physically cover my ears mm-hmm. or like block out those words because it was so bad to even say that. Mm-hmm. And so the grief process for sure was very, I dove into it at first. <laughs> I felt the anger. I mean, then there's, you know, of course the pain afterwards and it really is a grief process. And if you don't go through all those stages, um, luckily my family, um, you know, was very gracious and letting me kind of go through those. But if you don't go through those stages of, of the grief, I find that's where a lot of former Christians or former Adventists specifically they just check out and they cut off mm. and they don't stay engaged with their still, you know, believing friends. Mm-hmm. They just, they're just so angry and they never work through the process of the pain and everything that they, you know, mm-hmm. they're just yeah. out in the community, very isolated. And then obviously that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this, this episode, we could talk for hours, but right. we try to keep them <laughs> short, but I have so much that I want to, I'd love to follow up with you. But, um, so how did you guys work through the hurt, pain, anger. I know obviously there's been a lot of emotional healing and emotional maturity. Uh, maybe just talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah, for for me, um, well, yeah, it was really, like I was saying before, digging into the the teachings and, um, and then like on the healing side of what you're talking about, Sean, like I guess letting myself go through the process and then having, um, people around me that could support me in that. Um, cause, cause leaving, yeah, like Shelly said, it's such a culture that's a part of the, Mm -hmm. the Adventist, um, church and being an Adventist, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's similar with other, um, belief or other religions or other uh, denominations and, it just feels like extra deep with, um, the culture. So like when we left, like our friends didn't know how to react to that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there was definitely a, like, I don't think I can talk about this. I, I only remember one person, like, especially when it was, when I declared, Hey, I'm no longer in the church. Um, and was mostly open about that. There was one person I remember even mm. asking me questions about mm. where, you know, where I'm at or, you know, what's it like? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else was kind of just afraid or I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what it was, but mm-hmm. I, no one asked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. And I, I feel very fortunate to have had a, 
um, a support group around me. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, part of it, I, I put a group around me and then also, um, like, yeah, Shelly and I, um, had a, had a group. Mm-hmm. So then I could go through that process mm-hmm. for some others that have left the church and they don't have people they can talk. Like, I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. cause it was, yeah, it was a lot. And being, um, just being intentional about talking about it and, um, and like Shelly said, le- like letting myself be angry, like mm-hmm. anger was kind of a foreign place for me. So, um, actually feeling the emotions and like the grief of, of losing, um, a religion, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. A losing a part of me, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just letting myself be in it, I guess. And, um, having the support around yeah. me and, and, and you guys, it's been I don't know how many years now. What three or four? Well, maybe even longer that you. I think it's close to six or seven. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. I guess. Yeah. Um, but you you were telling me last Christmas that there are still people that you have been close with that still it's kind of like oh boy that's the elephant in the room that we can't talk about <laughs> like they've right. never asked you why did you leave. What is your experience like now? I mean, that's uh-huh. still kind of, that can still kind of be hurt, painful, right? Yeah. I mean, like Greg said, one person, I think in the time, and I mean, I think it's natural. I don't criticize them. I think all of us are feel very awkward or you know, like when someone passes away or someone's going through a hard time in their family, we just kind of back up. And we're like, I'm going to say the wrong thing. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything. And I know that people were very concerned for us. And there was kind of the whisperings of like, oh, did you hear about Greg and Shelly? Like, <laughs> I'm worried about them or, you know, like, but there was no approaching us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, to this day, I mean, most people don't, I mean, I would assume most people they just think that we're Christians and that we attend some <laughs> church somewhere, but they don't ask. And, and I don't just, I don't just say, Hey, by the way, I'm Shelly. Here's my, uh, here's what I believe. Yeah. Here's my humanism. Here's my car. Right, right, Call right, me. Right. <laughs> so yeah. And I, and so I don't blame them, but there's definitely a lot of people that they just don't approach the subject. Yeah. It just feels uncomfortable for them. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would just say that, um, like I said, Camille, myself, Cameron, Ellie, Garrett, and Jenny, these are all the siblings and spouses. We saw that definite shift mm-hmm. from anger, pain to, you know, uh, accepting it and, and, and being a healthier person. And so right. it was like, man, they are, they're, they're, they've, they're healing. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I think we're all closer now because yeah. of all this in, in some ways, which is ironic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and very much so. And and um and yeah, it's like and I'm not just saying it, but and it's not that you guys weren't nice before. I'm not saying that at all. And maybe I'm just like noticing it more, but I mean, if you listener want to see two of the nicest people in the world, I'm not just saying it to pump their tires. I mean, they, and the thing I love about you guys and as I was I think I shared with you last Christmas, you guys are present. When like this morning, come down, Shelly, seven o'clock in the morning, you're sitting there <laughs> playing with my three kids and you're not on your phone, you know, you're, you're, you're present. You know that, that investing in people is what life is all about. And so I, I so much admire you guys for that. Um, so last question. Um, and again, as you're listening, listener, you may be thinking why, is Sean having these godless humanists on his <laughs> podcast? Um, 
I, I obviously it has something to do with the fact that they're family. Uh, but just in general, I think I am, first of all, hopefully modeling to our listeners how to just have a conversation with people that have different perspectives. So that's one of my goals. Because like you say, I think most people, and it's not even religion, it's politics, it's right. whatever, philosophy. We don't know how to have conversations with people that have different beliefs than us. Um, so I'd say that's just number one. And number two, I just think your guys' story needs to be heard. And I think we can all learn from one another. Am I like trying to make our listeners humanists? No, <laughs> neither are you, I know. Right. But um, we all have stories that deserve to be heard. So um, with that being said, last question. Do you, would you, what would you say to a Christian uh, in general about how they can be better Christians? I'll put it in that way. <laughs> so I have a couple things to go yeah. with that. So f- for me, when I when I left and could look back, and maybe it was after some healing and some of the anger had had passed, uh, I just felt like I was able to love people better mm. being outside of the church, mm. and that was for me. Mm. And then I. And then I could also see for some other people that being in the church was just a better place for them. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, that's when I was just like, okay, this is this feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard you say it where um, you like to have relationships with people that have different beliefs than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel the same way. I've I've really enjoyed... Yeah, putting myself with people that have other beliefs. Um, it's always easier when they're at least open to hear like my perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And really, I mean, the point for me is to really hear their perspective. And so mm-hmm. if I can be more understanding, and I guess maybe part of it is being outside of the church um, or being inside, maybe I think it's easier to be a little bit more um, judging to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so being outside, like it just opens up my world of perspective and helps me be more understanding, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. to other people. Yeah. And I mean, we live in Tennessee, so there's, there's a lot of, <laughs> Christ- never, there's a yeah. lot of Christians, right? So <laughs> I, I get a lot of opportunity to be around <laughs> other Christians and non-Christians, like other humanists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I like putting myself around someone that doesn't have the same beliefs. And I, I appreciate that about you, too. Thanks, Greg. Shelly, what do you got for us? Advice to other Christians? Yeah, uh, uh, without saying that we should just change all our beliefs. No, no, <laughs> no. Kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Not that you would say that. No, no. I mean, I, I'm not a type of person that's trying to convince anyone to, yeah. you know, church does a lot of great things for a lot of people, and um, it's not a fit for me right now. But so I'm not, yeah, absolutely not trying to change anyone's mind on that. But for um, some advice I would give now stepping outside of the church, I would say, I mean, really what it all comes down to is obviously having relationships with people, asking questions, finding out about their story. Um, People are usually pretty open to talk, Mm -hmm. but when you're asking about their story, don't do it with an agenda Mm. to change or to fix or to convince or to proof text. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, I've <laughs> been raised in the church my whole life. So I've, I've read all the books and I've, <laughs> I've heard all the songs and, um, I, you know, just having someone listen to me, um, and hear my story, um, without judgment, without Godvertising, as I sometimes <laughs> refer to it of like, I'm giving you water in the name of God. Like yeah. just, you know, have someone give, you know, share some things with people and, and do life with people. As I know you guys talk about a lot. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've heard that phrase a lot and that's, I mean, that's real. It's like, be present, do life with people, love them where they are, um, with no agenda. I think that pretty much sums it up for there me. There you go. Absolutely. And, and we talked a little bit about, um, and I think this goes back to the things we've talked about, about how, and this happens in all contexts, but it's especially noticed in religion, um, control and shame. And like when mm-hmm. you allow people to just tell their story and be heard, yeah. you are giving up control. And uh, that's certainly something that we could do better of when it comes to how we practice our faith, isn't it? Yeah. 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 If we could respond to people's story without judgment, without shaming them and just loving them and Mm. like affirming them. I mean, that that would be life changing. Like we could change the world with that. Well, there you go. (laughs) There you go. And that's ironically the most healing thing there is, is just being heard without Mm -hmm. judgment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I appreciate your taking the few moments to to uh, share with us, Greg and Shelley. And as cool. I said, I know some listeners would be like, wait a minute, I'm used to hearing only stories about people coming back into faith. And so you're <laughs> messing with my brain here. <laughs> but uh, I think our listeners are mature enough to know that this is okay to hear other people's stories without a happy ending. Yeah. But so, yeah. So I appreciate you guys being on here. And thank you for surviving the cold here in Maine, <laughs> coming to Thanksgiving with us. Absolutely. So thanks we'll, for hearing our story. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking, John. Yeah, you bet. So that's it from here. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. And I'm sure Camille will be back with us as soon as possible. But I uh, hope you have had a good Thanksgiving. It's now probably a few weeks since this will be released, a week and a half or so after Thanksgiving, and that your Christmas season is off to a good start. And we'll look forward to being with you again next time. So signing off from Bangor, Maine. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.